stoked to have my man Jack Dodd back in the studio for round two. Jack, what's going on? Not much, man. I appreciate you uh, having me on again. We've been wanting to do this for a while, do another episode, but always glad to be with you. Absolutely, man. Uh, it's funny because exactly one year ago, 364 days, we were mm. sitting in this exact same Is studio. Right? Yeah, so the outline actually looks pretty identical to, <laughs> to last year's. Uh, we'll be talking about similar topics, but uh, a lot has gone down in, in the past year. So I figure we could start things off by kind of breaking some of that down. And uh, what, what's new with you? A lot, man. Um, yeah, that's for sure. Even, let's see. I guess not even a month ago, I uh, graduated from KU, um, journalism degree in sports management. Um, so, yeah, the whole this whole semester has been pretty crazy just, you know, dealing with jobs and school but glad I graduated and now it's just about moving to Oregon for a new job and uh in August so that's for sure man Corvallis yeah and congratulations on graduation I know that's a monumental achievement in life so there's there's a lot <laughs> to be said for that and for sure and now moving on to Oregon State where you're going to be joining their communication team yes and work, working with which, which teams yeah so I'm kind of doing similar stuff um, as I did at KU for the past two years. So I'll be working with track and cross country as well as the wrestling team, helping promote and uh, publicize their programs. And I'm just really excited to you know, join a new, new school and get some new experiences. Absolutely. Meet some new people, build those relationships. And what, what does a role like this entail? You know, are you doing social media? Are you writing articles, mm -hmm. traveling with the team? Can you yeah. break that down? That's a great question because um, this job field is always, you know, changing. So you want as much of those assets in your arsenal, <clears throat> um, you know, as much as you can. So, yeah, social media, absolutely. That's, that's a huge part of it and helping publicize the team. Um, as far as travel, I'm sure I'll be traveling a little bit. I don't know if it's going to be consistent week to week. But, yeah, it's everything. You know, you got to um, monitor social media, write press releases, I'm sure travel i'll be doing a lot of stuff not just you know one thing yeah and that's huge having having an array of skills that you can then market in the future when exactly. you're applying for jobs and so I'm, I'm curious you know we're talking social media here mm -hmm. and it's so much attention goes to social media in 2019 how do you how do we quantify the value of it how do how do you show that i'm i'm you know talented at this or or how do we know that it is valuable in your opinion? Mm -hmm. you're, you're saying how do you know that you're good at social media? May, maybe how? that or or even like if you're thinking, you know, you, you and I, we work in athletics. Mm -hmm. How do we know that that's valuable? Like why, why do we invest so much time yeah. and energy oh. and resources into yeah. it? Yeah, um, just building that target audience. And if you know, if your audience can relate to – um, your message and what you're saying and relate to a younger audience as well as relating to older people and kind of meshing that into one coherent message. I think that's what social media is all about. That's why, you know, RKU sports accounts have lots of popularity like basketball and football, among others. But we do a great job of, you know, relating to others and making clean, you know, designs that aren't hard for any age group to see and you know, relates to everyone. So definitely, and I'm I, not the I'm not Rachel Pincus, but that's my <laughs> that's my spiel there. It's hard to uh, to be on the same level as Rachel <laughs> Pincus. She's one of the most talented in the industry, I think, and 
we're all really impressed with what she does. And I think I think storytelling really does play a big part in in the social media game. And I'm wondering how how much experience do you have with that storytelling piece? Yeah, I'd say storytelling is probably my favorite part of it. Be, even though that might not make sense because we are we're all storytellers in some way. But I think just my writing, I love finding out like different. Um, just different storylines and picking out different things, talking to student athletes and coaches. That's my favorite, and just seeing their reaction and just kind of, even if the person might not be the most interesting or you might not think there's a story, just finding, you know, there's something mm-hmm. there that that can impact um, the athletic department and get more views for sure. Yeah, 100%. So your dad is a, a big writer. Oh, here and, we go. And he's grown quite the following. So I'm wondering, like, how how does that work with kind of like learning from your old man who's mm-hmm. who's doing what you ultimately want to do one day, you know? Cuz yeah. like for me, my dad, what he's done in life is completely irrelevant to the path that right. I want to take. He still teaches me so many lessons, but you know, like how how does that dynamic work having your dad as a as a mentor? Um yeah, I get that a lot and it's weird because growing up, I wasn't, I, I obviously knew what he did, but I wasn't the avid, you know, sports follower that I am today. It was kind of just, I knew what was going on, but I wasn't, you know, in the conversation as much as other people discussing it. And then growing up, you know, middle school and high school, I kind of started working different events and following it more. And it was like, oh, wow, this is, this is pretty cool being around, you know, the best players and seeing the whole operation. And um, it's awesome, man. He, he's, uh, he's helped me with a lot starting with the big 12 tournament that's where i started working that's where we met actually yeah yeah you're right um (laughs) and i started working for them on my own and that's when i kind of realized um you know i like the behind the scenes stuff um more than actually writing i like working for the university because um, i did want to be a sports writer and that is an awesome job but yeah but yeah um who knows i could end up down that route but right right now i'm communications for sure right and i think what's interesting is in both roles, you do a lot of similar things. Exactly, yeah. It's a adversarial relationship. Correct. For sure. That's what I hear a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good it's point. A, we work together. We're not enemies. No, not at all. So let's transition maybe a little bit to some of the other things that have happened since we last spoke on, on the podcast. A lot of stuff. Um, one really, really large hiring for the University of Kansas, a man by the name of Les Miles, mm-hmm. was brought in to lead our football program. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? I'm I'm excited, man. I think any uh, any publicity and and buzz around the program is a good thing. And obviously, his track track record speaks for himself. He's a a guy f- full of personality, and that's just what we need. So I'm really excited for the for the season. I think um, athletics has done a great job of you know marketing marketing, marketing sure. the team this summer and kind of just showing. Um, getting the getting the team ready and just saying this is going to be a different different type of season. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think that's one of the things that I've noticed most is we were just talking about social media and the way that they've ramped up their social media efforts mm-hmm. and the way that that's going to lead to more and more recruits becoming aware of, hey, Kansas football is on the map. Mm-hmm. You know, we're kind of setting the standard yeah. in a way for the way that we're portraying our program um, and you know the new indoor practice facility this is you've seen it right i haven't even been inside yet i i wanted to get to a practice this spring but i think in august i'll try to get get over there and mm-hmm. and scope things out 
but man, it's just a really, really good time to be it in is. Lawrence, Kansas. It is, yeah. Um, I'm really excited for the season to get started. For good or for bad, it'll be exciting. Absolutely. You're going to have to come back for homecoming or something For sure. Like that. I'm already thinking about it. Good, good deal. <laughs> so maybe on not as bright of a note. Sure. Kansas men's basketball, the Big 12 championship streak ended mm-hmm. since the last time we spoke, which, you know, I think being on the inside, you get a little more perspective on things like that than a lot of the, the outside world where they think the sky is falling and, right. and it's the end of the world. But it kind of can take some pressure off the, the team moving forward, not having that streak. I definitely I definitely think you're right in that because, I mean, you can already tell just, just seeing the makeup of this roster for the next season, it just kind of seems like um, they're just going to play with a free mind and there's no real pressure. We're all young, but we do have some young guys, so it'll just be exciting to see that. And, yeah, as you said, fans, KU fans, obviously, we know we're spoiled. And most teams would kill for a season like that last year, even though we're, we're used to an alley-oop every other play or whatever. And, um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, KU basketball will always be good. So mm-hmm. I don't think there's any reason to complain. No, not yeah. at all. And we have had some big news in the past couple of weeks. With, Definitely. You know, Moss coming, grad transfer from Iowa, mm-hmm. and um, we had some big news yesterday as well. And but we're we're going to be really, really deep. We will. We just need to stay really, really healthy. Yeah. Uh, if Doak, you know, knock on wood, can stay healthy, then because we haven't seen a fully healthy Doak no, we in a full season, which is a very scary thought right. because – even when he's played half a season, he's been, you know, one of the best, best center in the country. So, um, yeah, I think it's really exciting. Different makeup, roster, different transfers, and, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing to think of our front court right now. You, you got Doak. You got McCormick, who's only a sophomore. Um, we're going to have Silvio, who, I, I mean, I think people are really sleeping on Silvio. He's, they he, really are. I mean, you forget that he's – He's a monster. He's an absolute monster. Mm-hmm. He might be the most changes everything. Player. Yeah, and then I mean, we still got Lightfoot, and Lightfoot played well last year. He yeah, was very he was one of our. He was the spark off the bench when when we're not used to having a guy like Devonte. Correct. Oh, sorry, we're used to having a guy that can just pull everyone aside and yell at him. And Mitch kind of took that into his own hands and is he like, did. got the crowd fired up through rebounds and blocks and that's just what we needed so i'm excited for next year he should be another fan favorite oh absolutely, absolutely. and you gotta love the prison mitch twitter account yep yep <laughs> um uh, yeah, we have that that cut out of him in our office actually <laughs> really? on uh where rachel used to sit but it's kind of funny that's amazing yeah right on so yeah those are a couple big things also i mean we already talked about it but you graduated yes i did you got your undergrad and now are are we thinking about a master's program yeah so my parents definitely want me to go to grad school or get my master's degree um this job doesn't include grad school so i'm kind of just probably going to meet with my advisor very soon and figure out what what's the best step for getting another degree um Either coming back to KU if that's applicable, or you know taking it online. But I'm definitely gonna gonna go that route for sure. I love it. And what would you say is like an ideal program for you? Are you thinking something in the the journalism world? Yeah. See, I'm maybe thinking about like communications. Like yeah. I don't know if I want another journalism thing. I kind of 
I don't know, maybe another skill to expand on, like communications. Even though I worked in it for a couple of years, there's still so much that you can, you know, learn about. That's for sure. I know strategic communications is really big definitely, right now. Definitely. Um, Joe Monaco, he's the director of strategic communications for the entire university mm-hmm. here at yeah. KU. Super cool guy. Be a yep. good guy to get connected with. Yeah, I've, I think I might follow him on Twitter. Yeah. But yeah, he seems like a good guy. Absolutely. One of the nicest guys around. So. And then, so Oregon State, tell me, tell me a little bit about that process, you know, uh, mm-hmm. applying and interviewing and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just this whole semester and especially these past couple months have just been, you know, job search and applying every day and following up and calling and stuff. But I'd, I'd had a handful of schools I was interested in and then I kind of just day after day narrowed it down and if this was a realistic option or not. And then Oregon State, they posted on their um on a you know a job job site and I had some connections there that I that I could call and got some good references thankfully it's I could say it was all me but mm. my references really helped me thankfully and just KU really helped me this if I wasn't at KU I don't know if I'd get this job but I think I just last week is when I got the the offer so it's just been it's a huge relief yeah it sure. is big weight off the bat mm-hmm. Yeah, you make a good point though. Having KU on the resume, mm-hmm. that big brand name, that recognition—it's it, kind of worldwide. It's it, global. It definitely is, and yeah, it's one one of the it's Power Five, one of the best athletic departments in the country for sure. So I think that helped me a lot. Absolutely, man. So if we're we're gonna start talking about some things going on right now today in mm-hmm. sports, we kind of have a big game tonight in Oakland. A little bit. Game six. Yep. Toronto. At Golden Correct. State, what are I'm, your thoughts? I'm pumped. You're pumped. I'm so pumped. Um, You're here for it. Yeah, this finals. I love the NBA, um, probably more than other people. Obviously, it's dramatic, and this oh, season yeah. has been a soap opera for a lot of people, like That's the Lakers. Sure. But <laughs> I just, Bucks. I just think the storylines have in this, in this playoffs, in this finals, have been pretty unique. I love LeBron, but no, LeBron has almost been kind of good and bad you see different players step up in different teams um you know the raptors obviously you see Kawhi having we can expand on him but you know Kawhi's having one of the most historic seasons i've ever seen Mm -hmm. and other people would probably say that but he's just playing out of his mind that's mainly why i think the raptors would win the series i don't know if they'll win tonight because oakland and kd out is a hostile environment mm-hmm. so but ultimately yeah i think the raptors will win i've almost almost become a bad bandwagon raptors fan just because Kawhi. yeah i think <laughs> a lot of people have i don't blame you either because Kawhi, he is he's really likable in, in, in a different way because, exactly because he's not culture he's like anti-culture mm-hmm. doesn't uh, talk not just does his athletic. own thing nope he just has he's just uh, mastered the fundamentals uh which most players are you know flashy dunk they're not they don't have an old man's game and he's just you can tell he's worked so hard oh yeah in college and throughout his life just to dribbling defense he just mastered you know the fundamental side of the game which is the most important mm-hmm. and he hits the biggest shots <laughs> every <laughs> somehow quarter, every time he turns it up in the fourth quarter you saw last game right oh my gosh i knew he was gonna do that Dude, what was it like the 13 like, points yeah 10 the... 13 points in a row or something man yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting. So I made the bold proclamation that whoever was going to win Game 5 would win the series, which obviously if the Raptors won, 
yeah, they had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just had a feeling that if the Warriors snagged that game in Toronto, that Toronto's going to struggle to win another game on the road. See, that, that's, that's what I thought, crowd. too. You're right. And then it goes to game seven, and it's like, well, who's got the experience? The The Raptors have some experience, no doubt about it. Kawhi's got a ring. Danny's got a mm-hmm. ring. But when you talk about that compared to these Golden State Warriors, they've got all the experience right. in the world. Yeah, and it's just scary because if you're the Raptors, you can think you've played. Um, I guess they're used to knowing that the Warriors can come back, but if they have one of those third quarters, you know, the mm-hmm. Warriors' third quarter, yep. especially at home, you know, um, that's just scary. The, the Raptors can be up, you know, 15 or 20 going into the third, and then Clay and Steph make a couple threes, and then it's interesting. So I just think it's a great series. It is. It's a it's a really fun one. It obviously hurts me as a Milwaukee Bucks diehard fan because <laughs> yeah, well, I we need were, to ask we you were about up the Bucks. Why haven't we talked about this yet? We were up because I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> Giannis is uh, enjoying his off season. Yeah, he is. He's having some fun in the gym with his brother. I saw that. Yeah. They're they're gonna get back to work here in a couple no, weeks. You guys are here to stay for sure. The yeah, Bucks. They, absolutely. They they're. Uh, legitimized themselves as a national brand, I think. Yeah, they and, have. Like, put themselves on the map, and everyone knows who Giannis is. He's top five player in the league. Top so. five, absolutely. We're going to get to our top fives <laughs> here in a little bit, actually. But uh, it's cool because, you know, I walk around Lawrence or Kansas City, mm-hmm. and I see people wearing Bucks gear. I was in New York City a couple weekends ago, and I went to a Yankees game, and there was a Giannis jersey three seats away from me, and I was just like, yeah. it's happening. Yeah. We're going nationwide, and mm-hmm. before that, I mean, I was in a master's level class here, and my professor didn't know that Milwaukee had a professional basketball team. Are you serious? Which shame on him for not knowing that. Maybe he was just giving me a hard time, but he acted clueless. Living under a rock. Maybe? Yeah, I guess, man. <laughs> All they pay attention to is college basketball around True. here, I guess. True. But um, yeah, it's so it was definitely a step in the right direction this season. But when you go up 2-0 in the Eastern Conference Finals, you got to find a way to win that series. Yeah, you do. Um, after they got game two, it was like, oh, my goodness. This mm-hmm. is and then, so scary. We took them to OT in game three, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, should have won. Should have won. But hindsight's twenty twenty, and they've got some decisions to make this summer with Chris Middleton and Malcolm Brogdon. Are they, are they agents, free agents? Uh, yeah, and I don't know how it necessarily works with, like, if they're restricted or whatnot, but – uh, we're definitely going to have to make decisions on them. And then Brooke Lopez as well, I believe. I'm he a big might, fan of his. Dude. He's really <laughs> stepped up. I mean, the, the value of a three-point shot is just – it's so huge in basketball it, oh, yeah. now. Seven-footer, I mean, mm-hmm. anytime you can do that. Yeah, Splash Mountain we call him. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So um, I believe Golden State would become the second team in NBA history to come back from 3-1 in the finals to win a championship. Yep, um, LeBron. LeBron, yep. yeah. LeBron did it in 16, 2016. Yeah, that's um, right. Was that the series with the chase down block? I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right, because then the Warriors won the next Correct. two. Yep. So, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it can happen twice unless, like, The KD narrative, I think the KD narrative is, like, really going to play into it because now it, aren't they going to step it up even they're more? They're mad. For... They're mad. I don't know if you saw... Um, the towels they're putting on the seats tonight. No. So it says like, um, it says like for Oakland, but oh, it says Oak and then Land like two separate lines. Yeah. But they highlight the K and the D in the both words. So oh. it's just like, so it's like KD. Like they're extra fired up it. for sure. You know that's gonna be, like why they're playing hard. It's gonna be chaos in there. For. 
Oracle man, probably a thousand dollars for a seat. I didn't think he even got. I thought he was just maybe like tweak something last mm-hmm. game. Like I thought he just stepped on someone's foot. Then you see him on the ground. It's like uh, yikes. I know. I had a feeling it could be the Achilles. And then there was a video I'm sure you saw on Twitter where, where you popped. could. Ugh. Yeah, and then you just know. So I mean, how much, how much more respect do you have for KD after seeing him just put it all on the line like yeah, that? Yeah, it's pretty crazy because so many sports writers were trying to drive home this narrative that. KD's just being selfish. He's kind of yes, they he's, were. He's hiding his injury, not letting everyone know because we knew he was injured, but we honestly didn't know the full extent of it. We didn't know, you know, if he was going to be out for the series, what he's telling the doctors or not. But I feel like a lot of people were just automatically hating on him and just saying, "Oh, he's just he's not a part of the Warriors. He's just doing this because he's you know whatever, whatever." And then seeing him go out there hitting his first couple shots, and then getting hurt and then supporting his team I mean it definitely makes me respect him more and I was one of those people that said they're used to playing without him so they're it's almost like they play better but they're not better obviously because he's Kevin Durant Mm -hmm. but I mean obviously he makes your he's Kevin Durant he can make anyone better he can make the worst team in the conference better so I've, I've I've I like Katie a lot I'm not saying he's like the best He's not my personal favorite player, but you got to respect him after what he's been through. Absolutely. And I think that just goes along with his personality. He really is a closed-off guy. I don't think he trusts people very much. Especially. And yet you can tell that after the OKC saga and Exactly. All that. Everybody calls him a snake. And, you know, I, I can't imagine he gets on social media often or, like, looks at the comments because it's just a lot of negativity spewed his way. Mm-hmm. Well, he had those burner accounts at one time that's right <laughs> but maybe not anymore because he's i don't know how you can look at that stuff while you're that big of a star no yeah that'd be brutal no matter who you are honestly exactly so do you think there's any chance he returns in 2019-20 or is this like a 12-month deal probably just out all next year I mean, with an Achilles, isn't it like mid-season maybe? Or maybe like, so. Yeah, maybe like next January, February, he could be didn't, back. Didn't Boogie just have this injury? Like, yeah, Boogie did have an Achilles, and then there was a football player that I think. See, I'm not sure the specific timeline, but if I'm not mistaken, it's not the depending on like severity because mm-hmm. I think he just got surgery yesterday or something like that. Yeah, he did. He got it right away. I mean, and he's ima- younger. And yeah, I know. You know, he's the type of guy to rehab it as much as he can and yeah, put clearly. in as much work as he can. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'd imagine he'd play mm-hmm. at some point. So what do you think is the next step for him with this massive setback? Do you think he signs that player option for, like, 33, 34 mil with Golden State? Or do you think he's going to still put himself out there and go for a max? Yeah, I mean, seeing Kyrie just opt out the other day, mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting. I'm sure he's thinking about it. I mean – he came to Golden State to get, you know, a couple of rings, and he has two. Yeah. So, right? I was yeah. trying to think. Yeah, he does. Um, but, yeah, we'll see, man. If he stays, that'll that'll be so interesting for the Warriors dynasty and for just their how we, how we view them. Yeah, it really will. Because I want to see KD in another jersey. I do, too. I mean, It'd I be w- cool to see him on the Knicks, even though that's kind of a dream. But That's what the Knicks need, honestly, because – I mean, I was initially calling for Kyrie and KD to Brooklyn because I know that with that Allen Crabb move. I've heard Kyrie move, Brooklyn. I know, yeah. And so that would be that'd be huge for New York, just the wrong part of New York. 
Yeah, I like. I really like Brooklyn oh, as yeah. a as a team and just how they've marketed themselves and they've been good every year pretty much. So they have a cool brand. Yeah. I got to walk by the Barclays when I was in I New actually, York City. Yeah, it's I went to a game. Sick. I think the first year. Nice. It's awesome. It's really cool. It's very cool. Yeah. So speaking of KD, do you think that Kawhi has surpassed him as the best player in the league as of these playoffs? Or See? are you a LeBron truther? I mean, I love LeBron, but uh, I don't. Here, let me just say this. I don't know if. No, he hasn't passed him as the best player. Okay. KD is can score over anyone, anywhere, anytime, no matter how tall or whatever. Um, but Kawhi is a top. I think he's legitimized himself as a top three player in the league for sure, or top five definitely. Mm, easily. Um, LeBron's getting older, but he's still LeBron. We'll have to see what he does next year to kind of, you know, determine if he's the same LeBron because this year was kind of a fluke with the Lakers. But, yeah, I think it's LeBron, Durant, Kawhi. LeBron, Durant, or, Kawhi. I don't know if that's in order. But you, can, those... you, can, you can switch them around yeah. right now, I think. It's kind of weird because, I mean, KD's this season, I think he was the best player in the world. But you get to the playoffs, and Kawhi's like another beast. Mm. But Kawhi's always been good. So. That's for sure. And then who are the other two that you sneak into your top five? I'd probably go Giannis. Yes. And we were talking about this yesterday with someone. Steph Curry. Steph. That's yeah. it. That's exactly Curry. what I've got down. I've got Kawhi, KD, LeBron, Giannis, and Steph. I just don't know how I can t- leave out the best three-point shooter in the world. You it's gotta, hard. You gotta it's hard to him. have Harden out, out of the five. And I'd almost, I'd almost include, like, Clay in my top. 10 maybe or top 15 clay clay is up there for sure <laughs> he's just yeah and ad too i thought a- i thought ad could very think, well be yeah. number five so i didn't think of ad nikolai jokic is on the rise too that's i think <laughs> Jokic. He's, he's a sleeper the joker <laughs> but yeah so Kawhi's has just been an absolutely he's just been monstrous in the playoffs mm-hmm. and it's it is fun to watch and and we'll see what happens tonight yep yep i don't know if you read uh this at athletic story that mm. came out about Kawhi last week. I don't think so. And it's so. about his his time in college at San Diego State. Just yeah. all these little anecdotes. He talked to coaches and former players and it's so interesting. He's just he's literally the same like enigma like just they're like we never really heard him talk. The only time he'd talk was just like in pickup games and he just kind of talked trash and just wouldn't really say anything. It's just it's just crazy how much of a mystery he is. But I as you said, I think that um, accounts for his likability more. Mm-hmm. It really does, yeah. I mean, he's the guy who drove a 97 Chevy truck for his first, like, five exactly. or six years and in the league. Yeah, he doesn't, not even giving fist bumps to his teammates. I saw, that, saw was, that. that was interesting. He <laughs> just, just pointed towards the Basketball the only. Here we go. It's <laughs> amazing. Well, I want to take a little time to talk about working in sports. Mm-hmm. You know, we both have been in sports for a while now, and uh, – Take a minute to talk about life behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all the glamour, but um, what do you think it is that people on the outside maybe don't understand or know about life, life in our roles? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, I think just knowing how much and how many people go into the product that you see, you, no matter what the product is. I mean, just I mean KU basketball game for example even though this might not be me, but just seeing what's on the scoreboard and watching all that before the game or during the game, you know, rock chalk video, all that stuff, you might kind of overthink or overlook how hard people work and how much a team effort that is. So I I think just 
realizing the long hours that go into the sports field. Anyone who wants to get into sports, I, I mean, I get told this all the time. It's long hours, but it's worth it. You just have to have a, you know, a passion for what you do, which we both do. So mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I think it just comes down to realizing how it's more than one person going into this and it's a passion for sure. No doubt about it. That's a great answer. I think Rock Chalk Video is so incredible in what mm-hmm. they do. You know, they had that Step Brothers skit between Les right. and Bill that Self. Was, which that was so good. That went viral. I and think that was actually Freed's idea. It was maybe. Chris Freed's idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a stud. So, and and that's the thing is, you know, they're having meetings right now and brainstorming things that they'll do in the fall and next winter. So it's it's not like just the day before a game they're creating these videos to engage the crowd. It's like... Man, this is months ahead of time. Right, and like, you know, social media too with Twitter getting the score updates when you can't watch it or mm-hmm. whatever, making those graphics and all that. You know, we're prepared for this. This isn't just sending out a tweet. This is a team effort. So that's for sure. Yeah. So what would what's your experience been like with Kansas Athletics? Like, is it kind of a dream come true? Did you grow up a big Jayhawk fan? Yeah, it's pretty surreal even now because. I can go on for days, but just growing up and going to KU football and basketball games and every every Christmas, you know, in high school and middle school, I'd ask for, uh, you know, KU tickets for my birthday or whatever, just because tickets are expensive. You don't go here, obviously, but it was, it was just my dream every year to go to a game. And when I did, it was like, it was just magical, not to sound like a nerd. Hey, no, it really is, <laughs> But man. no, I just remember my first time and go to Allen Fieldhouse and like I can just remember it and then actually working here it's just surreal because I would literally just as a kid like go in Allen Fieldhouse for a game like that was what I'd look forward to the whole year and now I'm here every day so it's pretty crazy but I'm thankful because you get a new perspective on everything exactly and that's it, what I that's what I like it is different the the dynamic between a working game and uh, being a fan at a game, very mm-hmm. different. But when you're down there on press row, it's hard not to just kind of, like, wonder how, how the heck you got there. Exactly, yeah. I mean, yeah, I can go on for days, but you're right. For sure. <laughs> so moving forward, is there is there a dream job that you have? Do you want to ultimately come back to KU and be the director of the communications <laughs> department or be the AD? See, what are you thinking? Oh, man. That's a crazy question. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I don't know exactly what I want to do yet. And that's I okay. Think, I think coming to KU would be amazing. That would almost be ideal in the future just because coming back to my alma mater and you know working with athletics again, that would be awesome. But um, ultimately, I think dream job, working for an NBA team, doing cool. communications or some type of behind-the-scenes stuff where I get to interact with um front office or team that'd Absolutely. be amazing yeah um i think i'm pretty versatile and i've had a lot of experience around the journalism world so i can almost do i'm not shutting myself off to different options yeah yeah and you shouldn't because you got a lot of life left and yeah and, and i used to want to be a movie director when i was little so i could venture into movies maybe yeah. not director just like just hobby thing yeah, why why not? <laughs> exactly. I need another hobby, so. Yeah, maybe you'll have your own podcast. Exactly. Yeah. I've been thinking about that. I need one. It's you... inspiring me. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, man. It's just a great space to have conversation and share ideas. 
and hopefully there's like a dozen people that want to listen to it and and that's great yeah so we've got a a couple other relevant current events in the world of sports one of which is the u.s open which is getting started today at pebble beach yep exactly as it was one year ago when we recorded that podcast episode eight um, and Brooks Kepka ended up winning last year's tournament at Shinnecock at plus one, not even under par. <laughs> Must have been terrible uh, conditions. Terrible, <laughs> terrible wind. And That's what I was thinking. I'm like, I remember the wind being terrible. Yeah. So do you, do you have a hunch as to who might win this year? Is there anybody you're, you're pulling for? Let's see. Is Kepka is he in this? Oh, yeah. And Kep, Kepka's going for I'm three straight, lead, right? I'm looking at the leaderboard. Pretty sure that Kepka's going for three straight, which would be uh, maybe first time or first time in a long time that that's happened. We've also got KU alum Gary Woodland. Yeah, shout out Gary. Gary Woodland. That's that's my dark horse. I'm gonna pick him really? to win this one. His I might have to do that too because yeah, I'm let's, not. Let's send it out into the universe and let it manifest. Like candidly, I'm not the biggest golf, uh, like professional golf expert. Me either. Um, even though I really want to get into it more because the Masters was incredible. Oh, but, it's, it's um, so fun, man. Yeah, it's awesome. And admittedly, I wish I could play better. But <laughs> yeah, I used to be a dang good golfer yeah. when I was like 10, 12 years old. I need to pick old. it up again. But, yeah, I'd, I'd say Gary Woodland as a dark horse Let's or Kepka or Ricky. Ricky's in first now. <laughs> is, no, it's the he? first day. But Okay, Ricky's up there. Yeah, sure. Gary was three under last I checked. So maybe he, he wins his first major this weekend. I know he finished eighth the PGA Championship a mm-hmm. month ago yep. or so. So he's trending up, that's for sure. Big for Jayhawk Nation. And then last night, the NHL season came to a close. Yeah. St. Louis Blues won 4-1 to one mm-hmm. over the Boston Bruins in Game 7. Huge. Uh, I know you're a little more into hockey than I am, so give me give me some thoughts on that. Yeah, well, the only reason why um into hockey right now is just because my dad is the biggest Blues fan on this side of the – country i don't know <laughs> uh no he's he's crazy crazy blues fan ever since a little kid um born and raised in st louis that's awesome cardinals blues fan so it's real um and he's been waiting for so long he was at those games in the 60s when they were in like i think they were in the stanley cup playoffs then too if i'm not mistaken so he's been waiting so long and he's in endured you know those long seasons mm-hmm. similar to you know how the royals were bad for a while yeah no kidding and this season especially was crazy because the blues were last place worst team in the league i don't know if you knew that in early no. in the fall they were like the laughing stock of the league and i remember him telling me like the season's over it's it's like the worst season that they've had in a while and somehow they turned it around and won a cup which is pretty crazy and against the bruins a very physical, you know, Boston. Oh yeah, Boston gritty. played hard. Yeah, gritty team. It was just crazy. I don't think a lot of people expected them to win last night, especially back against the wall in Boston. Um, you know, Big Poppy, that whole storyline. That, that could, is it could true. be motivation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just seemed like everything was going against them, and to pull that off, I think pretty incredible. That's for sure. Everything that I read and heard said that Boston was clearly more talented. Like mm-hmm. they had the, the players. They had the skills, but there was just something about the Blues this year. It just seemed like, yeah, like, honestly, I, I didn't watch every game this season just because they were really bad for a majority of it. And then I started watching at the end and watched most of the playoffs um, with my buddies. And um, you said you said that there's just, a grittier team. Yeah, well, Boston, I guess, just had much more talent than the Blues even. And 
it's just interesting to see how these teams can can gain momentum at the right time of the year. It's kind of like March Madness, right? The best team doesn't always win the championship. And mm-hmm. if the Raptors beat the Warriors, it's not going to be because the Raptors are more talented. Right. It's like I could just tell the Blues almost just never – they just never gave up really, and that's mm-hmm. you just need to have that mindset. Mindset. You know, just next, next men up and be physical, especially in hockey. <laughs> Absolutely. It's interesting because – you know, it seemed like Kansas City and, and Kansas in general really got behind the Blues. That's like, what I thought, like, this year especially. Like, I just noticed, um, like, a lot more people were just pulling for them. Mm-hmm. It's interesting timing that when, you know, the the Stanley Cup finals come around, that all these people that I've never heard talk about hockey before suddenly are real big Blues fans. So yeah, I guess that's just what people love to do is attach themselves to successful teams, organizations. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying I've been, like, an avid, like, fan every year, like, no. crazy. But, but your seeing dad my was. dad, it, like, it's obviously that gets passed down. on. Yeah. yeah. And seeing him in the Cup, I knew how much that meant to him. So, mm-hmm. obviously, I'm going to cheer for him. So. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I love that. So, the... The first podcast we recorded, you, you gave us a movie recommendation. Do you, oh, do you remember what you said? Dude, I'm trying to think. It was that's Hereditary. A, yes. A scary movie. That's crazy. So I never watched it. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. A year later. <laughs> but I know it got like an 89 on Rotten Tomatoes. It's so, pretty scary. Probably. So if you're about like it, it, check it out. Um, what do you got for us in 2009. 2009? 2019. <laughs> oh, we're going all the way back there. Yeah, let's, okay. let's take it back a decade. <laughs> I need a 2009 movie for 2019. Um, it's crazy because this summer hasn't been that amazing for movies, I feel like. Yeah. Because we're used to, like, every week there's some huge blockbuster coming out. But we have had Avengers and stuff like that. Endgame. Yeah. I haven't seen a bunch in theaters. I did see Avengers, and I saw – what else did I see? Elton John movie I've heard I, I want to see that Me that's too. got good reviews yeah but as far as see I haven't seen Book Smart but I heard Book Smart's really good okay. have you heard that movie I haven't no oh, okay it's supposed to it's directed by Olivia Wilde nice and it's supposed to be let's see what it has on Rotten Tomatoes I, I've heard this comparison it's supposed to be like the girl version of Superbad fun so kind of like a coming of age but yeah. with, with two two teenage girls and that seems like it's supposed to be pretty funny. Instead of giving you a recommendation, let's just see what's what's happening. What's popping on, on yeah, uh, it knows. There's also that Bradley Cooper movie where uh, he was yeah. singing last year. I don't know if you. I never saw that. I haven't I seen that either. And Star I've is heard Born. Star is yep, Born. I've yep. heard real good things about that. Um, next week, let's see, June 21st. I guess that'd be two week and a half or something mm-hmm. like that. Toy Story four. That's didn't know if you one. didn't know if you knew about that's coming out, but I'm already seeing some earlier views of that from critics, and they're saying uh, it wraps up the franchise in a great way. So I feel like every movie they put out, they say it's the last one, and nice. there's always another one. I know they do keep doing that. But is Keanu Reeves in that movie? <laughs> I th- Wait, is he? I want to say he might be. I don't know. I'm not entirely. They do sure. have a new character, uh, Forky. Forky might be Keanu Reeves. He might have snuck in. What movie is he? I remember is hearing he, him re- on an interview he's recently. The, he's in the new John Wick. Yeah, John Wick. That's what it's all about. But Aaron Rodgers makes a little. As far as movies too. out now, I'd go with for a good time Godzilla, nice. mindless entertainment, eat some popcorn, have fun. Absolutely. Rocket Man, Elton John. Yeah, I want to see. Uh, that I heard it's bad. better than Bohemian Rhapsody. So. Yeah, or if you want action, haven't seen Avengers yet. 
It's a good one, too. Yeah. I haven't seen that one either. I know, so back in November, I found out that The Lion King was coming out on my birthday, July 19th. Is that this year? Yeah, yeah. That's next month. So a star-studded cast, voice cast. that's for sure. There's some Mm. big names in there. So I'm I'm excited to spend my birthday, at least a couple hours hours of it, (laughs) checking that out. I'm a big Lion King guy. Um but yeah, Jack, let's uh let's conclude this podcast with a little rapid fire. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. So I want to get your favorite restaurant in Lawrence, Kansas. I go Jefferson's or Jefferson's, those wings. Yeah, Henry T's or Twenty Third. Those are all similar restaurants, but you know, just really great wings and bar food and stuff yeah. like that. What's your go to at Twenty Third? You get the Bill Self? Ooh, yeah, that's that's up there, but um I just discovered their buffalo chicken sandwich. Okay. And it's not hard to mess up, obviously, but just for some reason, there it's just a perfect, perfect combo. They make it really well. All right, love that. All right, and favorite podcast. Favorite podcast is one I've been listening to for about a year. It's uh, the stand-up comedian Chris D'Elia. It's called Congra- Congratulations. Um, it's a video podcast and it's audio, but you can watch. You should watch the video one. Basically, him every week just ranting about stuff he doesn't like or stuff he's observed that week and kind of what's new with him and it's it's so funny if you watch one of his stand-ups or watch a clip of the podcast it, it tells you everything you need to know about him it's just it's just really silly and if you need to turn your mind off for an hour mm-hmm. that's what you should listen to love that yeah favorite professional athlete that's a tough one you got to mm-hmm. say yours after though okay because i'm curious for you All right. too <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know i'd say I'm not like a truther, but I love LeBron. Yep. Um, just he's been the most consistent as while I've grown up, so it's kind of hard not to say him, like him or Kobe. And then I mean, best like athlete, athlete probably Bo Jackson. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Like all around athlete. You went historical. I like that. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Nice. Well, I would, I would definitely have to say Rogers. I mean, just being from Wisconsin. Yeah. And, yeah, I I actually got to meet him when he was a rookie, and I was a freshman in high school, and had a cool interaction That's with awesome, him man. and my family. He was he was a cool cat. So um, yeah, maybe he's a huge Rogers guy. Yeah, but uh, also Yelich, he's kind of sneaking into that conversation. He Giannis, he's the future. We've got three MVPs. Yeah, as far as hometown professional athletes, maybe Mahomes. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's going to be okay. like a Rodgers, though. Uh, like, growing up, yeah, like Mario Chalmers. Yeah, Brandon Rio. Rush, yeah, all those guys. Oh, wait, team as a whole. <laughs> Absolutely. How about over under four wins for Kansas football this fall? Over, for sure. Absolutely. No over. doubt about it. Uh, I don't know why we're, we're doubting. Yeah, I know. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> the, I think they'll surprise some people. I do, he'll, too. He'll, get, he'll have them ready to play and – We'll get over four wins. Yeah, I'm excited. I think uh, we'll be talking about bowls sooner than a lot of people think for Kansas football, that's for sure. And last but not least, dream date. Dream date? Mm-hmm. Wow. So I'm picking the place <laughs> and everything? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You can you can pick uh Probably, uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. I've never been to Europe. I guess maybe... Uh, Going to Rome, nice Italian Italian oh. dinner. Okay, that'd be fun. <laughs> no, I don't know. You said going outside the country. Why not? Know. Or or maybe just a, a suite at a playoff Chiefs game. That'd be, that would be really fun. I'm not too picky. Who who are you with, though? <laughs> I'm with 
a respectful, great woman. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm single. <laughs> I love it, man. Um, any final words of wisdom for, for the people, my man? Let's see. Uh, just keep working hard, and life goes by fast. And for before sure. you know it, you'll be graduating like me. Uh, but, yeah, just get your foot in the door and develop a passion for something, and the rest will go from there. Absolutely. Relationships are so key, and uh, I'm glad that it's all about yeah relationships. We've built a relationship, and I look forward to seeing how everything goes for you out in Corvallis. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, and we'll have to get together when you return for a football game in the fall. And uh, like we said, it's it's gonna be good. There yeah, are good things on the horizon here. Appreciate that. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna try to come back as much as I can. Holidays, homecoming, you know, basketball games for sure. But yeah, right I'll be back. Good deal. All right, that is Jack Dodd, folks. Appreciate you all tuning in to this episode of the Get Start Podcast. We'll be back with you all soon. All right, bye-bye.